This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, you really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, The Fan. Well, we are into the beginning of week three of Coronavirus Town. Coronavirus country, coronavirus world. And it's strange. It is a very, very strange time. Rashad is out today, probably with the coronavirus. No, I don't think so. Uh, Tummy issues. That's what he said, yeah. Um, texted us at 5 in the morning. Mm. Said, I haven't gone to sleep yet. My stomach is tied in knots. I will not be coming in. Okay. <laughs> Don't come in. Even if you're feeling somewhat sick, you should not be entering this building right no. now. Because the, the symptoms are all over the place. I've seen people say that some people have symptoms that are stomach-related or bathroom-related, and that's where the jokes of the toilet paper come in and all that kind of stuff. But... Uh, yeah, Rashad's out today, and uh, we will soldier on without him on our sort of Sports Sunday third edition, and uh, we will get to as much as we can over the next two hours, and there's not a lot. We're starting to get into the uh, the doldrums here of going on to ESPN and finding lists of best players at each position for each team, a decade teams, comparisons, brackets. I mean, we're really diving into that stuff right now, so... Uh, those those websites are about to run out of uh, content as well here pretty soon. Yeah, because no, I have a feeling that was the back end of their content. Like, oh hey, we can make a week out of this, and we're just going to keep going and going and going and going. I mean, ESPN going. already blew the Ocho last week, so it did. <laughs> they should have just done that. You know, that is that is true. They, I'm assuming they have a backlog of stuff. They could just make ESPN eat the Ocho like a once a week thing, right? And they should. 
They probably should. Right. I mean, people will watch. What did you say it was? Cherry pit spitting? Yep. People, I mean, there was all sorts of weird stuff on that. Like they had, People uh, will watch like, that at this point in time. Like plastic cup stacking and weird. <laughs> you mean like, oh, where they just like go really fast? Yeah. And they just like, it looks like it was done in like one motion, but it's all the cups in one one stack. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yes. No, it's not like the making a I've snake in an NFL game or XFL game. Right, or right. I've seen uh, Facebook videos on that. Do I need to watch an entire competition for it? Well, yeah. I mean. I imagine they would have the, uh, you know, face slapping competitions, you know. Ooh, I've seen videos of that as, t- uh, those, as well on Facebook. So ridiculous. basically they're merging Facebook sports, and I put air quotes around that sports word, uh, onto ESPN 8 The Ocho. I mean, I guess what else is there to do at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I actually see, you know, what a, a partnership going on there. You just you just bond, like, birth out of uh, ESPN and Facebook. Yeah. Like, they have all viral, the content ESPN needs right now. <laughs> they do. That they do. It's uh, so we are into week three. Um, hopefully, you guys are out there doing okay. Hopefully, you're healthy. And uh, if you are, hopefully, you're not going absolutely badass insane stuck in your home. I feel very fortunate that I still get to come here every single day, except for Saturdays, as it's just something to do. It's funny for me as someone who I think would have thrived in quarantine because I'm a gamer. And uh, I play a lot of games and I watch a lot of shows and I'm, I'm totally okay with just vegging out and watching stuff. Um, I have no need to do that right now. I'm like, yeah, thank you for letting me go to work <laughs> because I have a feeling as a lot of you are figuring out after, oh, I don't know, five days, seven days, that gets old real quick <laughs> and you want to go out and do something. Um, so hopefully you guys are all healthy out there. Hopefully you're all doing okay. You're surviving. You're finding interesting things to do. I do want to talk about at some point on the show today, um, other shows to watch, other things to do, because I think for a lot of people, you're getting already to the end of your list because people always say like, oh, I'll add it to the list, right? Like, oh, you got to watch this show. Well, okay, I have like 9,000 shows people are telling me to watch, but I'll, I'll put it on the list. Well, now you've had a lot of time and you've been watching a lot of shows and I want to kind of, I want to, I want to have a collaborative space of shows that we should watch and documentaries that we should watch. And uh, this is spawning, of course, because Tiger King is taking the world by storm and is absolutely fascinating and is the number one trending thing on Netflix and is insanity, pure, utter insanity. And it's real. It's a real story. It's all real. And it feels like it would be so fake. It's unbelievable. Now, Jesse hasn't watched Tiger King, so we're not going to talk Tiger King on the air because I don't want to spoil it for him. But this is spawning from that because Everyone was sharing, oh, my God, you guys have to watch Tiger King. So everyone watched it, and now everyone has a common thing that they can talk about, and that's good. It keeps people socially engaged with each other, and it's people to talk to, and it's great. So that's we'll talk about that at some point today. Um, I, I've started the show The Expanse, which is on Amazon Prime, <sighs> and Jesse's a very, very big fan of that show. I've read, that the, show. I've read most of the books, so I've, I'm excited about that. Um I'm also watching, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this because it is technically the name of the show, but I'm just going to not say it just, just in case. I mean, I would just uh, uh, yeah. like really accentuate the Z at the end. Mm, I'm just going <laughs> to say it's S Creek, um, plural, S plural Creek. And uh, that's the last name of a family in it. So it's not the curse word, but uh, I'm in season four of that. And that has been uh, delightful to watch as well. It's a very funny show. <laughs> I very much enjoy it. So that's what I've been doing, and I'm totally open to finding new shows to watch just because I am I think I'm getting pretty close to the end of that one, and then uh, The Expanse is only a couple of seasons. So uh, we'll get to that at some point in the show, and feel free to text them in 
55305 fan text line whenever whenever throughout the show and we'll get to them. Uh, we will have Hated or Love It coming up at 1030. Not 100% sure what Jesse's going to put in Hated or Love It today. And uh, last week there was a lot of sports. This week, not so much. So uh, maybe we'll have some random questions in there. But I do have some sports on the show today as well I want to talk about. Um, the NFL is careening towards doing everything normally, right? They're saying the draft is happening April 23rd to 25th. They've come out and they've told teams that if they speak out against it, there would be disciplinary action. But yet I'm sitting here going, we might not have football this year, which is depressing, but it's a real thing that we have to think about. So I want to talk about that today. The MLB has made an agreement with the Players Association about when their season would start and what needs to be met. Also some changes based around that. So we'll get to that. Uh, We talked about this on primetime, but uh, I want to talk about this on the show. If you missed it, this is actually, I found it on Oregon live. Um, Game zero is what they're calling it. The Champions League game in Italy that caused Italy and Spain to be the two leading European countries with coronavirus. Um, They're they're pinpointing this specific sporting event where they brought fans and all of that just before the outbreak hit as game zero. So I want to talk about that on the show as well. And a little bit more uh, stuff as as it comes across, excuse me, as it comes across the desk this morning. So we'll have stuff to talk about. Uh, I wish Rashad was here today. It'd be nice to have a third person to bounce stuff off of, but uh, he's uh, he'll, he'll get better. I'll do my best not to argue with you all day. Well, I mean, if you argue, that can make interesting segments. But, mm. yeah. Only argue if you feel like arguing, Jesse. Mm. That's okay. I normally do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do want to start, though, with the NFL coming up next. Um, I was truly baffled when I saw the article that came out about the NFL draft going on without a hitch. Except that they're not going to do it in Vegas. Obviously, they're going to be doing it, I guess, uh, in a in a way safer way. But then to see that Roger Goodell came out and threatened teams to not argue his decision, and I looked at that and I went, "I know the NFL is big. I know the NFL can do whatever it wants. But in this situation, talk about tone deaf from Roger Goodell and the league." So we'll get to that. Plus plenty of other stuff. Remember, fan text lines 55305, and you can find us on Twitter at 1080 the fan. I'm at Mike Lynch27. Jess is at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. And Rashad is at TaylorMade503 on Twitter. Also, find the Beers on Us podcast, Instagram.com slash Beers on Us, which is myself and Patrick Harris coming out every single Thursday. Uh, so interact with us throughout the show, and we'll start with the NFL next. This is sort of Sports Sunday on the fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 915 here on your Sunday morning. Rashad's out today. Mike and Jesse with you till 11 o'clock on Sort of Sports Sunday. We asked you guys to text in your binge-watching shows to watch. Already getting those in on the text line, so we will get to some of those later on in the show. But keep those coming, and I will just kind of go back and find them all, and we'll get there. But I wanted to start with the NFL. So... It's one of the few things sporty that we can talk about 
uh, at the moment is the NFL announced this week that the draft is going to go on on the exact same dates, April 23rd through April 25th, as planned. Uh, it will obviously not be in Las Vegas because that was the plan. Remember, we talked about it. It was going to be the floating draft stage in the Bellagio Fountain, and it was going to be all fancy and lavish and all sorts of NFL opulence on display. Uh, it's not going to be like that, and they're telling teams that they can only have a limited amount of people, and it's outside the facility and all that kind of stuff in terms of where their personal draft rooms are going to be. I'm not 100% sure what it's going to look like. I have a feeling it's going to be strange because I don't think anyone's going to be allowed to be anywhere other than their own city. So it's going to be a lot of cameras on a lot of teams in different cities. And there's not, obviously the prospects are not going to be invited. There's not going to be a green room. There's going to be nothing of that. Um, but Roger Goodell came out and said, after making this announcement, he, he warned teams that if they're, if they spoke out against the decision, there could be disciplinary action. And when I saw that, I had such a strange feeling in my gut of like, what, what is this? The dictatorship? Like you can't, come out and just say like, Hey, I think it's wrong that we're running an NFL draft, uh, you know, three weeks from now in the height of a, of a pandemic that's, that's devastating the country where the U S is now trending as the most, uh, infections and the highest rate of infections in the world in terms of the graph. There's like a huge, there's a graph that's out there right now where they're showing all the countries and the U S is going straight up and everyone else is kind of leveling out. So the U S is really kind of taken over as the, the worst place for this pandemic so far. Um, and you're basically saying in three weeks, we're going to do this. And if you say anything, you're in trouble. And I, I looked at that and I was like, that just feels wrong in a situation like this. And maybe I shouldn't be surprised that it was Roger Goodell in the NFL that made that statement. Um, but it just feels wrong to me that you're like, nope, no free speech, not allowed. Can't say it. Can't do it. I will not hear any of your, uh, anything about this. We already talked about this. We had a lot of people talk about this and agree that this is what it's going to be. I mean, I did not love hearing that when I first saw that story come out. No, the the NFL, the one thing they have not done, and this is particularly starts with Roger Goodell, is the inability to be able to read the room, really, in all, in all reality, to, to be able to figure out when to kind of shut up and sit down and, and get in line with everybody else. And just because they're the NFL, they can do whatever ever they want and at this point it, it just it doesn't make sense for so many logistical reasons to move on with the draft and i i i honestly think sure you could do the draft without really it being an issue as far as you know you can um, do it over the phone you and can stuff do it like over that. the phone internet skype whatever and, and it could be done without infecting people but the logistics of how that affects all the franchises how Honestly, it's just at what point do we just say postponing it isn't really that hard to do? Like, it, and now I understand that. Okay, what the the ramifications? All right, you got the ramifications uh, in, in a couple different respects, which I was telling you off air about how uh, a team now all of a sudden they have the inability to bring players in, take them out to dinner, interview them, have them in the facility for an entire day and really vet these guys and decide, are these people that I want in my locker room? Um, guys that weren't quite healthy enough to work out at the combine, but we're going to have a pro day, no longer able to have that pro day. All of the work that goes into, like, like you think about, like they're, they're, the idea of, of scouting never stops, right? But 
after the NFL season and into early May, late April, it is just nonstop for these guys. That's when like 60% of this gets done because they're cramming everything. Everybody's involved at this point. And you're taking away all the tools for these teams that they normally have to vet out these teams and find players that work in their systems and work with the coaches and maybe able to take direction. I don't know if these guys can take direction now because I haven't been able to have them in and meet with with the, the coaches and see if they're a good fit. And it's a big risk for all 32 NFL teams now just moving forward in that respect on you're risking the future of your franchise on guys that you don't know about on the other side if you push it back now you're talking about the logistics of okay now are we going to shorten uh an off season are we going to postpone the 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 regular season are we going to push it back shorten it all these different logistics of what happens when you actually start postponing things and pushing things back but the reality of the situation is that there might not be a season next year anyway yeah i think that's the that's the scariest thought moving forward is for all of us who are sports fans and obviously for the NFL is they feel lucky in this is that their season's over. They're in the off season. They don't have to cancel games yet. They don't have to postpone things yet. Um, But as we keep going with this, I think there's hope. I think there's a lot of hope that that won't be the case, but it's going to be difficult Uh, to your point though. I'll I'll get to that in a second, but to your point of what you were talking about, um, I think right now, everything is kind of bad, right? For any sport, everything is bad in the sense of nothing is normal. There's nothing you can do that resembles normalcy for how your schedule went, how you scouted, how you planned things, how you trained. Nothing is normal, right? Right. For any sport. So for the NFL to come out and say, well, it's fine. Just do the draft anyway, even though it's not normal is weird to me. It, it seems like it's doing a disservice to its own teams. And I think it knows that, which is why it's saying don't speak out against this because we know you're all going to be pissed about this. Um, he said, Roger Goodell said, the NFL Management Council Executive Committee unanimously and unequivocally approved that the draft should go forward as scheduled. Even though the uh, general manager committee basically unanimously said, no, 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 we should push this back. So whoever was in that room, I don't know who's part of the management council executive committee that sounds like a made-up committee just roger goodell alone and he's the i as as supreme ruler decree that the draft is going to happen on the 23rd to the 25th um i don't know who's in that group but obviously all they care about is the money in this situation and they're not thinking about the people in the in the in the pandemic and all of that i mean if you push the draft back yes that messes up your league calendar but it's also just smarter and safer at this point so I don't know. I, I, I feel like the public outcry hasn't been there for this. Usually we've seen, you know, peer pressure will force leagues to change their minds on stupid decisions like this. We actually saw that with uh, some of the leagues when they were at for, like the, the conference tournaments when they weren't canceling. Um, the NCAA tournament canceled. The conference tournaments will said, well, we're going to go on without fans. They got reamed for it all of them canceled and then the big east kept going and then the big east was just like destroyed and they were like okay fine at halftime of a game they canceled it right um maybe i just haven't seen it maybe because we're not in a normal time and nobody really cares about sports at this point and that's totally understandable but i haven't seen any sort of like public outlash to this it's like oh okay it's the nfl okay i guess they're just gonna do whatever they want it's just strange to me because i know you can do the draft in a safe way 
I, I know you can are mostly safe. I don't think anything's truly safe at this point unless you're completely by yourself. But you can do a, the draft in a somewhat safe way and keep people in their cities in small groups and do it over Skype or do it over FaceTime or whatever uh, and make sure the prospects don't have large gatherings of their families there, which sucks for them too, by the way. Another little tentacle of this is, you know, they get to they don't get to celebrate this with their right. family in the same way. Um, it's you could do it and maybe it would be a good thing for people to have something to hold on to and to look forward to and talk about. Um, and I think Roger Goodell even said it said as much that it would be good for the people both in the league and who are just NFL fans to have something like the draft to really focus on. But is that irresponsible too? I think the answer is yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, there there is a sort of a responsibility. I, I imagine, uh, to me, that there's there's got to also be some in the background, you know, um, networks pushing for them to continue just so networks who spent a lot of money, spent a lot of money. Hey, man, we, we know you can still do the draft. You can do it in a safe way. Let's get this done. We spent a lot of money. There's a lot of money riding on this. You know, at the same time, like, think of the logistics if you don't do the draft right now, if you push it back, like, all the ramifications and all the things that aren't going to be able to happen because you'd think, oh, well, just just stack up the offseason and the rookie mini camps and all this stuff, and you just do it, do it at one time. Well, you know, you got this thing called the collective bargaining agreement that you can't necessarily just do with whatever the heck you want with your offseason to make it work because you had to postpone everything a month. And so it just it it does from that respect come a logistical nightmare. And then at the same time, you're looking at hey, hey, Roger Goodell's a dictator. He does whatever the heck he wants. You got these people that are like, hey, we're still giving you lots of money, and it's just that that is ultimately where I think it just comes down to is is I think people are thinking this can be done safely in a way where you're not gonna you're not gonna have the the 25 kids that normally get to walk and shake the hand of Roger Goodell and put on the hat and all that kind of stuff. You're not going to have the group of people that are going to be down there at draft day. Just the thousands and thousands of people that show up for that event aren't going to be there. You can do it all over the internet. I mean, it, the people that are going to go do the broadcast are just going to show up and broadcast something at ESPN anyway, blah, 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 blah. And so you can justify it in your mind as to why this should go on anyways, that this isn't a problem and that, you know, whatever, Roger Goodell's, I, to me, it's, I think you're doing your team and your league a, a disjustice by doing this because they're just not prepared to draft kids at the moment. And you could say, well, they've had a whole year to, to do that. Yes. But like I said, this is, this is when all of the real work gets done is right now and you can't do it. Text your thoughts to the fan text line at 55305. Do you think the draft should be pushed back? Or are you actually okay with it going on as planned uh, coming up here in, oh, about three or four weeks from now? Uh, we'll get to some of those next. Plus, I want to discuss the best-case scenario, worst-case scenario about a full football season. Kirk Herbstreit came out and uh, had comments this week. And for the first time, a big name in football said, I don't think there's going to be a football season this year. And as terrifying of a thought as that is, we need to discuss it, and we will next here on Sort of Sports Sunday. First, Jesse S. Sports Center. Weekend sports with a difference. 
This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.33 here on your Sunday morning. I just moved my chair slightly to the right, and there was a loud clunk somewhere in the room, and I'm like, did I just break everything? I have no idea. (laughs) I just had this moment of panic when I put the mic on. I was like, uh, did I break things? No, I didn't touch anything. Okay. Um, 55305 is the fan text line. Did get this text. I think even your conservative college football types who don't like the NFL will go along with anything that assures them football and business are still going. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because that is, uh, that is the, the way the, the brain of football works is just keep going, make money, make money, make money. Doesn't matter. Make money, make money. And I think that's why you're going to see the, the, the sport of football have probably the most difficult time with making decisions that seem to make sense in the light of this pandemic. So the reason I, I wanted to bring up the best case scenario thing is, I mean, best case scenario, and it's it's not going to happen, but I mean, I guess it does count as a scenario because the president said as much, is that by Easter, things are fine, right? That's not next weekend, but the following weekend. Um, by the end of that weekend, we can all go back to work and everything will be fine, right? I don't believe that for two seconds, but he said it, so maybe that is the best case scenario. And for anyone who wants to be super hopeful, uh, maybe you could hope for that. Um, but for me, realistically, the best case scenario is like early July, late June, early July for things to somewhat get back to normal. Now, that is not necessarily based on any sort of scientific research. That's not based on any sort of uh, articles that I've read. In my mind, that is the best case scenario because I don't want to accept that we have to deal with this for a year, right? Right. Because they say the vaccine will take 12 to 18 months. Uh, I know they're already working on it, so you know they're they're in the process of that. But I don't want there to be a full fledged year of a not being really allowed to go do anything, b not having sports or any public gatherings, concerts, anything like that, and c just feeling like you're trapped and scared of something you can't see. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. So for me, the best case scenario is. Middle of the summer, the virus has, you know, in all other countries, leveled off at a certain point as they started to implement some of the quarantine measures. We as Americans are stubborn and don't like to listen to authority. So as you're seeing on like the beaches of Florida and places like that, people are just completely ignoring uh, idea, uh, not ideas, but like quarantine rules. And some counties are even not closing public places all across the country. Uh, We in Oregon have been doing a pretty solid job. I saw the numbers here starting to flatten out in that they believe that the hospitals will not run out of space for those of us who live in this state, which is a good thing. Um, But generally, people in this country are stubborn and are still doing things. And we even saw it here at the Oregon coast like two weekends ago. Everyone just was like, hey, things are going to get quarantined. Let's go to the coast all together at the same time. Um, So best case scenario is because people are stubborn. But because over time we've been seeing the trends of the virus flatten out everywhere it's going is that in the middle of the summer, which is still months away, I'm still saying that's three months away from best case scenario is that we start to see baseball come back. We start to see the NBA do their playoffs, the NHL do their playoffs. And if that's the case, 
you're in late June, early July, the NFL offseason schedule in college football as well will not have been mess- messed with so much so that you would have to cancel the season. But that's the best case scenario. And I don't think that's, I mean, I, I'm hopeful, but I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. So if that's not the case, then you start getting into the question of no OTAs, no training camps for football, no time to practice, can't go to gyms, can't work out together, can't meet your trainer. At what point do you pull the plug on the football season? And Kirk Herbstreit came on, I forget what radio show it was. It might have been Get Up or it might have been uh, like Dan Lebitard or something. He was on one of the radio shows that was on ESPN. And he said nobody's talking about it, but it would be really irresponsible in the face of this pandemic to play football. Even, even if in the best case scenario, things were starting to get better, he said it would be irresponsible to, to expose all these people to other people, 40, 50,000 people at games or more, um, to, to watch football based on what's been happening. And I think because he said it, we all trust Kirk Herbstreit, right? He is the voice of college football, probably. I mean, especially on ESPN, but he might even be the voice in the country of college football. When you hear him say that, it, it's just another gut punch. It's like, oh, we're already kind of miserable about what's happening. And we're all doing our best to, to, well, not all of us, but a lot of us are doing our best to make it end as fast as we can. But even with all of that, we still might lose a football season too. And that means what? That means December that we're not getting back to normal. That means basically the entirety of 2020 was like, it was quarantineville. And at a certain point, people will get used to it, but oh my God, the stir craziness. And I don't even want to wrap my head around that and losing football. I don't want to wrap my head around that. I had a fantasy football meeting with my fantasy football league the other day. And I was like, this is all great that we're talking about this, but are we even going to have a season? And everyone was like, shut up, Mike. Right. <laughs> no one wants to hear that negativity right now. And I was like, I'm just trying to be realistic here. I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for this because it might be true. We might be losing football too. And and for me, I'm already losing baseball, half of it at least. And that sucks. And I'm a baseball guy, but football is my second favorite sport. And now it's like, no, stop this. Stop this now. But it's a reality. It's, it's a possible reality that we could be facing, that football could be gone. I, it's a reality I have yet to really even try to cope with at this point. Still listen to my fantasy podcasts every week. Um, still keeping in touch with everything as far as free agency moves and you know where, where certain teams are starting to lean in the NFL draft. Obviously, I'm real in touch with what's going on in Denver. Still listen. They're still talking. Bronco football on on the airwaves there in Denver. Um, you know, they that's that's the one nice thing I was I was telling Marie about. I was like being being in a town like that that's so die hard for their sport and, and for their team and the beautiful thing about like the foot about football in general is you got the fifty three man roster, you have twenty two different starters, you have all these different positions that you can talk about and break down, and there really is, I mean, that uh, there's a lot to talk about. You know, we're, we're in Blazer Town. How many? How how much Blazers can we talk? Especially since when's the last time you heard any Blazer news? Right. Uh, so, well, we got Blazer news yesterday when Myers Leonard gave out his phone number on Twitter. Sort yeah, of, sort of. So I guess that's kind of Blazer. You know what I'm saying? But like. <laughs> yeah. There, there's it's 15 man roster five positions five starters 
like how how much can you break down the Blazers? Like after a week, you're like, oh, oh, we're press press repeat, right? Like you're just you're back on repeat, and so it is one of those things where I I mean, it kind of sucks about the about being in that Portland market where you just have a bunch of, you know, we're a mutt as far as a fan base for most sports. Why? Because we have basketball and everything else is you got to reach out and you got to be a fan of a different sport from a different area. And sure. We have it's also of, a lot of people who have moved here from and, other places. Exactly. And it's so Guilty. you, you know, you, you have Steeler fans and Raider fans and, and I mean, now you have Titan fans cause Mariota was there, but now they're probably not Titan fans anymore. They're probably Raider fans. So Raider nation got a little bit bigger or maybe it didn't. I don't know. You could, you just have fans from every single team here in the state where you're like, I, you, you can't just dive into a roster. You can right, dive into the league, but we also, as a city, as a state, aren't quite the diehard fan base that you find in places like the Midwest. But that's the thing is, in the Midwest, in Denver, eventually, that's going to run out too. Oh, yes. yes. And, oh, then, yeah. and, then, and then those places are going to have a harder time filling hours and segments for their TV and radio stations because they're so used to just like the deep dive every day. It's going to be like, oh, well, you want to go back over Ed McCaffrey's greatest games as a Bronco for two hours? Yeah, uh, do you want to? Do you want to talk to the fans? You know, the, the the nice thing is like you literally are like, what were we talking about two months ago? Let's just go back into that. Right. Like, like, <laughs> do you think they've forgotten? Can right. we go back to the quarterback position, even though we talked about that a while ago? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, no, it, it does. It like they that that is the one thing about kind of like that like the different markets the different radio the way all these different stations are right like we're kind of a breed of sports and stuff uh, here at, at 1080 the fan we're not just like sports 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 but you go to some of the the midwest is like you said it's just like it's all sports deep dive every day you know and it, down places like you go down to dallas they got they got some goofing off going on and it's more of that like sports and stuff thing going on and it's real real interesting here it's we got to get used to kind of going off less sports and doing more stuff which for me i mean honestly i'm i i'm a football junkie so the the, the thought of not having football that's the i like i said i'm not even facing that scenario right now on my mind because that's what's going to drive me nuts right now i'm i'm dealing okay with with the staying at home thing you know we're um doing some work from home don't have to go into work too often uh doing a lot of baking a lot of cooking you know <laughs> binge watching stuff um the one thing that i i, I might might have to think about starting to work out here soon though because the calories definitely are starting to pile oh up. we're gonna get there's gonna be a coronavirus 20 for a lot of people out there because the gyms are closed you're sitting around your house a lot you're getting tired you know this is a, let's break coming up next as a former 300 pound human being <laughs> you got to be careful when you start laying on the couch and eating snacks all day because then the motivation goes away uh, we'll talk about that next here on Sword of Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. 
This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Mike and Jesse, today Rashad is out sick. Hopefully not with anything serious, but uh, we we do not know at the moment. He just said he was having some stomach issues. So it doesn't sound like coronavirus, but, you know, people have said they've had stomach issues with it. So who knows? Um, he should be back next Sunday, however. Um, coming up next hour, we will have Hated or Love It at 1030. There's a couple of big names that are still free agents in the NFL. Unsigned, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Jadeveon Clowney. That we should talk about. Jameis Winston's an interesting one. I think they're all interesting ones, yeah. to be honest with you. So we'll get to that next hour as well. As uh, Game Zero in Italy, the game that started the spread of the disease in Italy and Spain, and uh, the timing of it was bad, but also the forethought was bad. So we'll get to that next hour as well. But we, we made the joke about the coronavirus 20 is going to happen to a lot of people. Gyms are closed. You're stuck at the house. You're sitting on the couch. You're watching a lot of TV. Um, you're probably ordering in a lot of food um, because grocery stores are public places. And if you don't want to go to the public places, then you just order food off Grubhub or whatever you're doing. You're probably drinking more beer, right? Because you're at home <laughs> and you're working and it's like two in the afternoon. You're like, you know what? Nobody's really working right now. I'll have another beer. Um, that's going to be a big thing. And as someone who used to be really, really heavy, I'm still a big guy, but used to be over 300 pounds. I will, I'm going to warn you right now. Try to keep the motivation going in this time of crisis. Um, because once you lose it, it's going to be really hard to get back. The gyms are going to be open and you're going to be like, but, but the couch is comfortable, dad. <laughs> um, and I'm not, this is not all of you, of course, but, and this is, I, I know this is going to be like kind of soapboxy and weirdly like, like a PSA or something, but I've been talking to a lot of friends who were like, I'm doing nothing. It, I'm just not doing anything. And I have no motivation to do anything. And I understand that. And I, like I said in the beginning of the show, I'm very grateful that I still have to go to work because it gives me something to do. It gives me some scheduling. But you can still go out and run. You can still do push-ups and crunches and, and planking. And if you've got weights at your house, even small sort of things like that. I mean, you can still do things even if it's not actually like going to the gym and getting motivated to go to work out. It's just don't lose the motivation. I know it's easy. It's probably really easy because it's been three weeks and you're probably getting used to just getting laying around and having chips or whatever it is that you're doing. And just just be careful. That's all. Because the most important part about this is you got to stay healthy physically and mentally. And once you start going down that road, the mental health starts to slip because you don't feel good about yourself anymore because you're eating too right. much and you're not doing anything. So stay healthy mentally, too. This is the thing that I that I if I was in the situation where I didn't have to go to work, this is what I would be doing. I would be scheduling the S out of my day. I would be waking up and and showering and I'd be running and I'd be like saying, okay, at this time, I'm going to do this. At this time, I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, you leave yourself some time to have fun as well. But, you know, just giving yourself some sort of normalcy is really important in times like this, especially for your mental health. Because if you're just sitting there vegging out every day and, and you know, I have a friend who he's working from home. He goes, Mike, nobody's working. Nobody's doing anything. And a lot of his business is based around what other companies are doing. None, none of those companies are open. So he goes, I don't, I, don't, I don't really have anything to do. I'm thankful I'm still getting paid, but I'm just not doing anything. And he goes, it's awful, <laughs> but I can't help it. And right. it's like, 
And I'm like, dude, just schedule your day better. Like, just make sure you have things that you're doing throughout the day so that you don't feel that way. But I mean, none of us have really gone through anything like this. So I understand why there's not a lot of people who know what to do. I I think. All right. I'll I'll go probably the opposite direction of the the um, OCD scheduling method personally. All right. Now. What I would suggest, if you're not into the OCD scheduling, but you don't want to be a couch potato, is find a hobby that you maybe let go, a hobby that you are interested in getting into. Um, uh, as long as it's something you don't have to go somewhere as for. As long as it's something you don't have to go. Like, <laughs> like for example, all right. Let's, That's always the saddest thing we have to say now. It's like, do something as long as it keeps you in your home. <laughs> well, that, you get into, like, let, let's, for example, you brought up beer, right? Like, okay, yes. well, you, you have to go out and you have to keep getting beer, right? Or you sure. can go out and you can get stuff to make yourself some beer and you can learn how to make some, some beer and get into the craft brewing process if you really like beer, right? Like, that's something that I've recently done. And it took three weeks of just reading about the process the because it's so much different for gluten-free brewing than for standard brewing that it took about three me- weeks of just like reading about it, all the different processes, uh, why it, the, the science of why it's different. So when I actually did my first brew, I felt prepared enough to do it and not feel like I was taking $60 worth of ingredients and, sh- and and flushing them down the drain, right? Right. So it's just, it, it's a great time to go like, man, I really thought about doing this, but when am I ever going to have the time to do it? You have all the time you have in the all world now. The time in the world now, and now is the time. If you've ever, if you ever had a hobby that you want to get into, uh, something that you wanted to get a deep dive into, whether does he? I mean, just for it could just be history. You're really into, into history, but when are you ever going to read about it? I don't know, right now, now's a great time. So it, it's that it, it doesn't have to be all veg time. You know, like I've been telling you, I've been cooking a lot. I've been baking a lot. Um, and so that keeps me moving around on my feet a lot during the day. I just stick my headphones on my, my head and I just go and, you know, and your next thing you know, you're like, Oh, four hours later. And I got all this cool stuff that I got to eat. It's awesome. <laughs> but that's where the calorie count That's comes where in. the calories come in. <laughs> hey, I, I, I didn't necessarily pick a good hobby for a, going against the 20, but hmm. You know, but you picked a hobby. But I picked a and hobby. That's important. Keeping no, the mind that, I think that is important, too. Um, you know, I like the reading idea, right? If you're like a really big history guy, but you never wanted to sit down and read like nonfiction books about history. Right. Well, might as well, right? Or if you're really, I mean, I'm a big fiction guy. If you ever, if you, if you have this series that everyone's been recommending to you and you haven't started it yet, well, read. A, reading passes the time really quickly and uh, you'll get engrossed in the world and it'll be great. And you won't be eating. <laughs> well, you can read about the world's last pandemic. You can read about about the uh, the plague. Yep. You can read about all these different things of why you should stay home and social distance. <sighs> I keep hating. I hate that though. It's like I, I don't hate that. I hate the thought of oh, you should do this. Well, we can't do that. Oh, you should do this. Well, you, know, you could do some of that, right? You can maybe do some of that. It's like it's so funny. We are we are a people very generally we're very like ah we're lazy we like to stay home until we're forced to and then it's like no you're taking away my ability to be active and it's like it's funny how that kind of turned when when this all started well i mean i i thought i'm you know driving marie to work every day because we carpool and you know it's go at one point i was like what the heck's going on and it was like the coronavirus was just starting to get going and 
we hadn't had any stay-at-home things, but people were already starting to kind of some companies had made those decisions. Do their own precautions and own decision-making, right? And the all of a sudden, traffic's starting to lighten, and you're like, man, this is like what it's like driving to work on Sunday morning. This is awesome. This is like, like if I want to look at one positive side of, of the coronavirus, man, driving around right now is not a pain in the butt. Um, but all of a sudden, after last Monday, when Kate Brown finally officially did the stay-at-home order that she did, I swear to you that there was twice as many cars as I'd been seeing for like the week and a half before. Oh, on really? The road. Yes. That's it's weird. like all of a sudden it was like, yeah, I'll have to stay home. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going out to work or I'm going out <laughs> driving around because you told me I can't. Like it, it very it's very much. The, it's the anti-authority. It is. Yeah. People don't like authority, but uh, listen, because it'll make it go by faster. And then you can go do those things normally. Uh, sooner hopefully like i said best case scenario in the summer maybe please please all right coming up next hour the three free agents who are the most interesting left on the board and they are very interesting game zero and hate it or love it that's next hour uh here on sort of sports sunday without rashad today on 1080 the fan this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.